Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're in episode 132. Yes, we're 132 episodes through. And I got action packed episode planned for you. We're going to talk about MLB. We're in the month of August. Obviously, the playoff race heating up. NFL preseason rolling right now. College football starting this month. And a little bit of soccer news as Premier League and La Liga, really the whole soccer world, kicking off this week. Let's hop into it for action packed episode 132. Now, let's start off episode 132, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. Biggest news coming out of the NBA this week, the basketball world, is James Harden. James Harden, obviously a superstar for the Philadelphia 76ers, requested a trade this summer, this offseason, to the Los Angeles Clippers. And he said this week, I will never ever play for an organization that has Daryl Morey in it. He's a liar, and I'll never play for him again. This is interesting right here, because what happened? He obviously wanted to come to Philadelphia, because of their Amori, because of their history in Houston. So that's obviously an interesting topic right now. Why would they hate each other if obviously they had such a deep history? Why would they hate each other now? I think a thing of why this whole thing is happening, and I just saw this, just a rumor, this could be potentially groundbreaking. Last offseason, when James Harden took that $35 million pay cut, whatever it was, kind of shocked everybody, and they said, dang, I never really saw James Harden to be a guy to get that big of a pay cut for his teammates. They said Daryl Morey told him to do that, and he promised him the Mega Max the next offseason. Maybe James Harden didn't get that Mega Max contract, and now he's stuck with that regular contract. Some people can call that business and be able to refer otherwise. Happened with Minnesota Timberwolves back in, I think, 2002, and they were had the largest fine in NBA history. So if that's the case, that's either bad business, good business, whatever you want to call it, or it's NBA's fault. James Harden will be out of Philadelphia 76ers uniform, it looks like. Or Daryl Murray. Never know. I would love to see James Harden and Joel Embiid in a Nick Nurse offense, I saw Joel Embiid also removed the 76ers from his bio, so all could be blowing up in Philadelphia right now, but that's just a small topic. Let's talk about the FIBA World Cup right now. Jalen Brunson, for Team USA, obviously one of the best players in New York Knicks, if not the best player in New York right now, was perfect from the field and had 23 points in their win over number one ranked Spain. And then same day, his counterpart in the New York Knicks, RJ Barrett, for Team Canada, only missed one shot and about 20 points. So... Pretty great game for both these New York Knicks stars. Just wanted to bring that up right there for the headlines in the NBA. Let's move to the MLB, where we had another action-packed week. Max Serzer, former Cy Young, got traded from the New York Mets to the Texas Rangers after a rocky little start to the season. And he has an almost perfect game with Texas Rangers. Seven innings for one hit, 11 strikeouts. That's vintage Max Scherzer for you. And he wasn't, he didn't seem too happy. That's kind of also a vintage Max Scherzer. Is this just a bloop or... Is he finally getting his stride back after being traded away from New York Mets? Atlanta Braves, this is the best team in baseball. And there is no debate on that. Matt Olson, maybe the best player in baseball this season. Maybe better than Shohei Otani. That's not that wild to say. Most home runs in the MLB. Ronald Acuna Jr., also maybe the best player in the NL over Matt Olson. You got a great catcher on Sean Murphy. Great pitching. Be up with New York Mets 21-3 with Nicky Lopez in the mound in the ninth inning. And the Mets still couldn't score. They obviously dropped that last game in New York Mets on Sunday Night Baseball, but still, this Braves team is rolling and exceptional, right? I'm excited to see what they can do for the rest of the season. Can they win another World Series, their last one, dating back to that 2021 season over the Houston Astros? Astros also looking like a top three team in the MLB right now. A team I want to talk about right now that's kind of fallen off the brink is the Arizona Diamondbacks. This team was in first place of the NL West. First place in division as the Padres. Massive payroll. Giants. Massive payroll. Dodgers, massive payroll. Rockies are about nothing right now. But Arizona Diamondbacks, they were rolling at one point. 
Now, Corbin Carroll falling off a little bit. They just DFA'd their catcher. So that's a little bit interesting right there. Diamondbacks just DFA'd their former all-star catcher. Carson Kelly kind of seemed to fall off the brink of the earth after a few good seasons in Arizona. He was their last piece from that Paul Goldschmidt trade. So obviously that trade was a failure for the Diamondbacks. Looked like a success for the Cardinals. Wins MVP last year. Looks like they're going to have a great playoff round. Well, they lost first round of playoffs. This season, wait, maybe they can do something. No, they're one of the worst teams in baseball. But still, Diamondbacks falling off the brink. Don't forget about that. Last part of the headlines right here in MLB. New York Mets. New York Mets, there's still a glimmer of hope in there. A glimmer of hope. And I'm optimistic New York Mets fan. Because this team still has all-star, perennial all-star, Francisco Lindor. Perennial all-star, P. Alonso is getting healthy. Future all-star, Francisco Alvarez. All-star, Kodai Senga. And a terrible pitching rotation after that. But bullpen, not terrible. Rest of the schedule for New York Mets is pretty darn easy. I want to see what can happen. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. I'm just going to say, pretty darn easy schedule for the rest of the season for the New York Mets. Less more than the NFL. Joe Burrow, really still no update on him. So let's see how that progresses. Zach Taylor said, when I said several weeks, several weeks ago, it's still several weeks for Joe Burrow. Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott both get signed this week, both in the same day, both around the same hour, you could say. Ezekiel Elliott to the Patriots. I like that move. And Dalvin Cook to the Jets. You can never have enough running backs. Smart moves by both these teams. Trey Lance still looking like a horrible quarterback in my eyes. I thought Atlanta would be good for him if he got traded there. Don't know if that will even help them out anymore. Exact Wilson, Atlanta. Still the perfect situation, but maybe give him one more year with Aaron Rodgers. But Trey Lance, this guy looks horrible. Throws an interception in the end zone that luckily gets dropped into his receiver's arm. So you could say, oh, no interceptions, one touchdown. He's playing great. No, it was a horrible throw, horrible decision. You're playing its preseason DBs. So they're probably around seventh round undrafted type of picks. And this guy drops it, goes into the arms of his tight end, Charlie Warner. So a little lucky right there about Trey Lance. That's about for the lads. And then the felt it's more to college football. A people drop this week in Alabama is not a top three team. And Michigan is ranked over Ohio State for the first time in the Jam Harbaugh era. Georgia, still number one. Let's move to soccer to end out our headlines. Harry Kane left Tottenham Hotspur after being there his whole career. Never won a trophy there. Never really accomplished any team success. Could have been the all-time Premier League score if he stayed in the Premier League, went to someone like Man U, maybe another club, West Ham, but left Tottenham to go to Bayern Munich over in Germany. I consider this move a sellout by Harry Kane by all means. And I truly mean that. You could have been the greatest Premier League player ever, stayed in England, still been that hometown hero. Now, you're selling out to go to a farmer's league in Germany. That's what they like to call it. You know, they used to call the NBA a plumber's league. That's what they like to call it over there because his team just wins it every year, 11 straight years. So, I don't get it with Harry Kane. That's about the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, this week, for Take the I want to talk about something that is also close to my heart. College football, everybody. And over the years, as I've watched college football, I've watched college football since 2015 when Jim Harbaugh got me to support the Michigan Wolverines. Obviously, it's been my favorite school. Family ties, Michigan, in my blood. I've loved college football because of Michigan and just because of sport as a whole. And I've talked about the issues with college football on this show. And this is something that I've realized this year with college football. And that is this week's Take of the Week. The A people is irrelevant, everybody. It's irrelevant. It doesn't mean a single thing to me anymore. And you're saying, well, your team gets ranked number two, and now you think it's irrelevant. Yeah. I don't think we should be ranked number one yet. Number two, perfect spot. We're still going to win the House Championship. That is my preseason pick. Put that on record, but we still got preseason stuff coming up 
in the next few episodes. But eight people are relevant. And here's why. You see every year, a team gets ranked eight people, number eight, number nine, and then the college football playoff rankings come out and they end up ranked two, three, four, five, or they end up ranked about 15. You see a team get ranked top 10 in the beginning of the season to not even be bowl eligible at the end of it. It's happened before. It's going to happen this year. Happens every single year where you see a major fluke and a major team that just comes out of nowhere, wasn't even close to being ranked in AP poll. So this is why some people like to say, including me, rankings shouldn't come out until about week five, week six, college ball playoff ranking time, about week 10. And I fully agree with them. You can say, oh, then my team probably won't get ranked because we're just going to collapse by then. Who cares? That's my idea right there. A perfect example. 2021, Cincinnati, they made the playoff. They were ranked number two in the eight people. And when the first college ball playoff rankings came out, they were number six. Yes, eventually they got into the playoff, but they were number six. Oklahoma in 2021, I think they're about number four in the AP rankings. And they ended up being number 10 in the first college ball playoff rankings. College ball playoff committee knows more than the AP people. That's what I'm going to say right there. Take the week. A people, irrelevant, everybody. Now, top five. This week's top five is the top five soccer players in the world. Let's hop into it. Number five, Vinicius. Vinny Jr. on Real Madrid. Their left winger. He's one of the most exciting players in the soccer world on and off the pitch. I've worn his jersey for Real Madrid on the show. I think about two weeks ago. And right now I'm wearing a Manchester United jersey. But still, Vinicius, one of the most exciting and one of the coolest players in the soccer world. Number five, Vinny. Number four, Lionel Messi. And you can debate me on You can say, oh, Messi, you're just a casual. You're saying he's a top five player. You're not telling me. He just had a 2020 season with PSG in Europe. You're telling me he can't do that again. Just because he's going off in the MLS right now, he won a World Cup single-handedly. You're saying he's washed because he just won a World Cup single-handedly with Argentina. He carried that team. He led that team to the World Cup. You're saying he's washed because he went to the MLS. He's still going off the MLS. Had a great season on PSG, despite what people like to say. Number four, Messi. Number three, Manchester City midfielder, Kevin De Bruyne. Belgium midfielder, Kevin De Bruyne. And this one's a little bit tough because Kevin De Bruyne... One of the most valuable players in the soccer world, if not the most valuable, has to have surgery now and miss the rest of the year. Probably will come back in spring 2024 to Man City, but he's so valuable to the squad. There is no Erling Holland 52-gold season without Kevin De Bruyne. There is no Man City Champions League treble without Kevin De Bruyne. If you said right now, if someone just put any player in the transfer market, top two transfers, price-wise, would probably be Kylian Mbappe and then Kevin De Bruyne right up there because he's that valuable. Kevin De Bruyne, number three. Number two, guy I just mentioned, Kylian Mbappe. You could say, ah, he plays in the Farmers League, Uber Eats League, not that great of a league over in France. Still does great in every single World Cup he's been in, the two World Cups he's been in. But Kylian Mbappe on fire. He's probably going to stay at PSG. It's looking like right now. Two, Kylian Mbappe. And number one, everybody's favorite striker, the Norway, six foot six. You can call him a Viking. Erling Holland, everybody. 56 goal season, the most in Premier League. History, it's like winning MVP in your rookie season. That's what Erling Holland did. He's amazing. Can't deny him. Number one, Holland. And that's my top five soccer stars in the world. Now, did you know? When I'm thinking about these Did You Knows, I always find something interesting. I think about whom? What should be the sport for Did You Knows Week? Should it be baseball? Should it be football? Should it be basketball? This week, I had a tough time picking that. So I landed on baseball. And I saw this. Really interesting fact that can kind of deal with today's game. 
The longest game in MLB history was 25 innings in 1984 between the White Sox and the Brewers. It went so long that they had to stop it because it was a night game. They had to stop it about, I think, 1 or 2 a.m. and continue it the next day. The runtime of the game was 8 hours, 25 minutes between the Chicago White Sox and the Milwaukee Brewers in 1984. 25-inning game. Didn't know that. Leave that in the comments. That's powerful. Didn't know this week. Now, my spotlight for this week is on nobody but James Harden, everybody. James Harden, Philadelphia 76ers guard, who everybody seems to love or hate nowadays. Had a great career in Houston, went over to Brooklyn, didn't work out there. Now he's in Philadelphia. Is it even working out there? We don't know. James Harden said in China on his press store, said, I will never play for Daryl Morey. He's a liar. I'll never be in his organization again. So what happened? We talked about that in the headlines. Go watch that if you haven't seen it, but... Let's talk about James Harden right now. Because what do you want? Do you want to win a championship? You have no championships. Do you want to win MVP? Eh, doesn't seem like it. He really doesn't have a thing going for him right now. I think the only thing that would go for him is if he stayed with the Sixers. Stayed with Embiid. Well, that's an issue right now with Embiid. Removed everything from the Sixers in his bio. They have issues. I think they have Daryl Morey shoot up for this season. I don't know. So, James Harden, obviously issues right now. Do you want to go to the Los Angeles Clippers? Can you win a championship with the Clippers? Where you have yourself, Kawhi, and Paul George. That's a question. Do you want to go to maybe the Lakers? That's an interesting component. I don't know where you fit in right now, James Harden. I think the best case for you, go play in that Nick Nurse office. Try to win a championship. Just trust me. I know you're not listening to me. 15-year-old Lane Frank from Squared Sports Podcast. But still, James Harden, make the right choice. Don't leave the Sixers. I just want to know what's going on. James Harden Spotlight. That's about it. All right, so now we're back and talk a little bit about baseball. Just kidding, it's college football showcase time, everybody. The best segment, the best sport of the year has returned. College football showcase, everybody. I'm excited. Audio listeners, if you're listening with headphones right now, I'm sorry, but I'm going to get excited for college football season. Let's get into it. Got a lot of things to go over in this segment. Usually how college football showcase works during the season is uh, I give you my top 25, I give you a little bit of the news, and then I give you my hot takes. For the week. This week, we're just going to go over some news in college football. Let's hop into it. Starting with my Michigan Wolverines, everybody. How's it going to go this season? A lot of interesting things coming out of Ann Arbor. No more suspension for Jim Harbaugh. It's looking like. Talk about that and at the buzzer. But J.J. McCarthy, looking like one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Blake Corman, Dominic Edwards, the best running back duo in the nation. No doubt about it. Dominic Edwards said, you got to pick one. Are you going to guard me on a route and give up a touchdown? Or are you going to guard Blake Corm, or not guard Blake Corm, and give up a touchdown to him on a running play. They're both lethal runners, and Dominic Edwards can be considered one of the best receivers in college football. Yeah, he's a running back. So Michigan, a lot of great things to look forward to this season. For USC, what goes on with them? Because a little bit of a dead period right now. Does Caleb Williams have good enough receivers? No more Jordan Addison. No more Travis Dye at running back. I only see that USC's season handles out. Georgia, they're ranked number one right now, but they don't have their quarterback situation nailed down right now. Same with Bama and OSU. And the 25 teams directing the AP 25 poll, 20 of them have their quarterback situation filled out. The five teams that don't, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Ole Miss, and TCU. TCU in the playoffs last year. Bama, best college football program of all time, you could say. Ohio State in the playoffs last year, and Georgia, reigning now's champion. Ole Miss, we don't care about too much, but those five teams, that's very crucial, because these are some of the best teams in college football. And that's interesting to me, especially... Alabama, Ohio State, 
and Georgia. Got to get that quarterback situation nailed down. I like to think of it as, if your quarterback's not a top three player in your team, you're not winning a championship. And I still believe in that. I believe in it with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. So, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, that's their main issue right now. The quarterback situation. Dust about College Bus Showcase this week. Going over some of the news in the best sport in the world, college football. Best time of year is coming up, everybody. College football. Thanks for listening. Now, let me introduce a segment that we're going to do throughout the season. It's called the Rookie Quarterback Rankings, everybody. We're going to go 5-1. to one. Let's hop into it. Now, Grant, all these guys are probably not going to start, but still, let's go 5-1. to one. Number 5, Stetson Bennett. And so far, Stetson Bennett has had the best preseason of every quarterback that was drafted. He and Nick Caudill have been going off, but these guys are not going to start. They already have their starters. They have Matthew Stafford, and they have Jimmy Garoppolo over in Las Vegas. But Stetson Bennett, Say Matthew Stafford goes down. Say maybe he doesn't play well. He's a very reliable option. Had a great preseason game. Don't doubt him. Stetson, number five. Number four, a guy who did terrible in his preseason game, where he also scored the combine at 18 score, 18 points on the cognitive test, which obviously is terrible. His QBR seemed to be lower than that in his preseason game. It's everybody's least favorite quarterback, at least mine. CJ Stroud out of Ohio State, everybody. I said on the radio that I go on every week, ESPN 600, go tune in there, download the app every Thursday on. We were watching that game while I was on air, and I said, it just warms my heart to see CJ Stroud throw an interception. I have passionately hate on CJ Stroud. Not just the Ohio State connection, I just don't love his game. And yeah, the Ohio State connection helps out a little bit right there. Number four, CJ Stroud. Number three, the gun show, Will Levis. Apparently he's been doing great in practice. Want to see what he keep on doing in preseason? Apparently Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill, and Will Levis. They're all firing in all cylinders right now. So let's go with Levis at number three. Number two, a guy who just got named his team starting quarterback could be the next greatest quarterback of all time or the next Jamarcus Russell. It's Anthony Richardson. He's the best throw power of all the rookies, and he's the best speed of all the rookies. He can have the best throw power and the best speed in the NFL one day. He might have better speed than Lamar Jackson, and he might have better throwing power than Patrick Mahomes one day, but that day is not today. Anthony Richardson just got named the starter of the Colts, so I want to see what he can do. John Taylor in that offense obviously will help him out. Good receivers. This is what the Colts need. They need this about five years ago, and they would have won a Super Bowl. A guy like Anthony Richardson, but they have him now. Two, AR, Anthony Richardson. Number one, number one overall pick, Bryce Young. He's going to make the playoffs. I think he's just going to manage games really well this year. Not throw too many picks, not get many flashy plays, but he's just going to manage the team well and maybe win them that division. So Bryce Young, number one. That's about for the rookie quarterback rankings. Now, let me introduce another new segment called Schoolyard Soccer, everybody. It just seems so great. You're going to play soccer in the schoolyard. Now we're going to talk about soccer on the show a little bit more now, if you're up for it. So let's hop into it. Squared Soccer, this week on Squared Soccer. The season just started, so we're going to do our preseason awards. Let's hop into it. First one, the Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or is the MVP of the soccer season. It doesn't get announced until this October, going off of last season. So this is going to go off of last season's results that are in. And I'm going to go with Lionel Messi. He won the World Cup, had a great season on PSG, and gets another season right now with Inter Miami. But probably should go to Erling Haaland. I just think it's going to go to Lionel Messi. They're both great, but it's sad for Erling Haaland because what more do you want out of him? Most schools ever in a Premier League season. Most schools really ever in a season. Won the treble. What do you want more from him? MVP in his rookie season, you could say, but just an unfortunate situation. Messi having a great season in MLS, MLS. 
had a 2020 season in Europe with PSG, and he won the World Cup. So sadly, the Ballon d'Or will go to Lionel Messi. Who's going to win La Liga? That's the Spanish league with Barcelona, Real Madrid, a few other clubs in there. I'm going to go with Real Madrid. Great squad right now. Unfortunately, top goalkeeper in the world, Thibaut Courtois from Belgium on Real Madrid. Did tear his ACL, but they got Kepa from Chelsea this week. They got a few other guys coming in. So, Kamavinga, look up 10 this season. Vinny, they couldn't get Harry Kane, but they got Drew Bellingham. They don't really have a prime striker right now, but Real Madrid rolling right now. I have them winning La Liga, the Spanish League. Who's going to win the Premier League, everybody? I'm wearing my Manchester United jersey for a reason. It's going to be Manchester United, everybody. I love this squad. I even like Anthony on Manchester United. You call him the human fidget spinner because all he does is spin. is about $105 million worth down the drain. But still, it's a good squad. Marcus Rashford, Rasmus Hojland. When he gets back, he's going to be solid for them. And they can slide Rashford over to left wing. Just an all-around really, really good squad. New goalkeeper, Andre Ognana. They just thrown Man City in the Premier League this year. Man City, they don't get their four straight years winning the Premier League, especially without Kevin De Bruyne. Let's go. Man U winning the Premier League. Now, to finish it out, who's going to win the Champions League? I have a Champions League final of Manchester United versus Real Madrid. And I have my squad, my favorite team, Manchester United winning it. Let's go. That's about for squared soccer this week. Now, at the buzzer, I previewed it a little bit over in College Post Showcase. I said it would be about my Michigan Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh. So let's talk about it. A lot of things going on with the Michigan program right now. It was said that Jim Harbaugh was going to serve a four-game suspension. That four-game suspension didn't happen. He's going to have a hearing in 2024 over that, which could even be a large suspension, potentially a full season. Michigan returns a lot of starters this season, but they lose about 16 to 17 next season. Not so great in a 22-man starting lineup. And Michigan going into a great new schedule in the Big Ten where they're going to have to play Texas at a conference. They're going to have to play USC, UCLA, Ohio State's going to have a good squad next season. Everybody says it's lining up perfectly for Jim Harbaugh to leave to the NFL this season. Recruits are decommitting. And it's a little bit sad for me as a Michigan fan, but if we can get a national championship out of it, if we can win a national championship this season, it's not a championship or bust there, buddy. It's Houston or bust. That's what the national championship is going to be. Hopefully, Square Sports can make their way down there if Michigan makes it there. That's about the buzz this week. Jim Harbaugh to the NFL looking like a real possibility. And we'll talk about this in August, not months like December and January like we're used to. That's about the buzz this week. Now, the best for last question of the day. This week's question is, which MLB team has the brightest future? Before you answer that in the comments, I'm going to tell you why it's the Washington Nationals. They have a great farm system right now. Obviously, the major league level, they're terrible, but they still have a future ace like Mackenzie Gore, like Josiah Graves, going to be a great pitcher for them. They have number two pick from this year, Dylan Cruz, who looks like he can be the best in MLB one day. They have guys like James Wood down there. They already have good guys like Brady House coming up through the system. Number five pick from last year, Elijah Green, still in that farm system. So without a doubt, the Washington Nationals have a very bright future. And that's the question today's week. Leave your thoughts in the comments. That's about for Squid Sports and Lane Frank, episode 132. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squid Sports on Instagram, at Squid Sports. Follow Squid Sports on Twitter, at Squid Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the game. We'll be back next week, episode 132. Stay tuned.